Greetings Stationeers and welcome to this review of Watcher of the Skies 1972 by Genesis. This is an unofficial release featuring several sessions by the band that were broadcast, as the name suggests, in 1972. It was released on the 13th of February 2023, just a few short weeks before the official BBC Broadcasts box set, which in many ways it's a companion to. So as with my review of that release, I'm not going to be talking about the songs themselves. As Genesis fans, we've heard these a million times. Just like my review of the BBC set, this is more about what it is, and whether it's worth your time and money. To start the basics. It's a two CD compilation on the Audio Vaults label. There is no involvement from anyone connected to the band, and these haven't been remastered by Nick Davis or curated by Tony Banks, so theoretically these tracks should be closer to the original broadcasts than other releases. A quick search of several internet record stores show that it's out of stock almost everywhere. And given its unofficial nature, that probably means the first run's sold out and it won't be, or can't be, reprinted. Amusingly, there was a bit of a spate of hatred directed at Burning Shed, which is my recommendation for any prog release on the internet. Great record store. Uh, And that hatred assumed that they were the record label that had released it. Of course, they're just a store, and the people throwing shade at them were not doing the same to Amazon or HMV, who also stocked it. I actually saw this in a branch of HMV uh, in town one time. Uh, As I mentioned in the BBC broadcast episode, these radio broadcasts are owned by the station that recorded them. So that's why a quick search of a prominent online retailer will provide a whole host of different releases, and, and not just from Genesis, but from any artist you care to mention. Queen, Pink Floyd, yes, Rush, any. Personally, I wouldn't normally buy such a release because they're so easy to obtain torrent downloads from sharing sites. I mean, even Genesis in particular, there is a whole sharing site solely dedicated to Genesis. 
I'm sure you know which one I'm talking about. Now, in this case, I made an exception, but that was purely because of its similar track listing to the first disc on the BBC Broadcasts box set. got here. So it's two CDs, as I've already mentioned, which features four complete sessions, three of which are from BBC Radio and one of which is from Belgian TV. We've got the 1972 lineup, which means Peter, Phil, Tony, Mike and Steve all playing at the height of their ability with songs taken from Nursery Crime and Foxtrot, with a bit of Twilight Ale House thrown in for good measure. Unlike the BBC box set, these are complete sessions, including Peter's story for the musical box and the DJ introductions. It's in a cardboard fold sleeve, but it doesn't have a booklet. There are two photos inside the fold, both of which are familiar to Genesis fans and were taken in New York. Now, one of these is from 1972. Um, It's the famous one of the band sitting on the rock in Central Park. But the other one seems to be from 1976 because it features Bill Bruford. I'm assuming they mistook him for Peter as he does look very similar at first glance. However, Steve's lack of facial hair should have been a clue. Thank you. 
Which brings us to a phenomenon that I predict will get more and more common in this type of product, AI. The cover is terrible. And it's also clearly been produced using an AI art generator. I don't, if you've not seen it, it's a human face which is made up of naked ladies floating in the sky. It's not just a human face, it's a giant human head floating in the sky made up of naked ladies. It's awful. It bears no resemblance to anything else Genesis have produced. And it is one of those images that just gets worse the more you look at it. More interestingly, the liner notes are also clearly written by an AI. The information's accurate and details some of the history of the band at the time. I mean, it's correct, but includes irrelevant details like where they rehearsed before recording each album, rather than when the shows that are featured were recorded. A human would look at the broadcasts that are being included and they'd write liner notes that explain what they are, very much like the BBC box set does. But therein lies the danger in buying these unofficial releases. They're produced quickly and as cheaply as possible. I mean, I'm surprised actually that the CDs are in a cardboard box rather than a cheaper plastic jewel case. But anyway, that's the least important aspect here. Let's look at the tracks themselves. Unlike the BBC set, there is a lot of duplication, which is a necessary evil if you're going to include the complete sessions. The Return of the Giant Hogweed and the Fountain of Salmasis feature three times. The Musical Box and Twilight Alehouse feature twice each. Of 14 total tracks, there are actually only eight songs. So this is not a compilation suitable for someone curious to hear the band's early works. Judging by that, it seems that the decision to cut some tracks from the BBC broadcast box set was sensible after all. By the time you've listened to the first disc here, you're already a bit fed up of hearing about hogweed. Incidentally, both discs end with that track, which is presumably a coincidence. In hindsight, I think curating the release is probably a good idea, although my issues with the concerts being split on the BBC set still stand. There were better ways to do that, in my opinion, and I went into that in my review of that box set. So yes, there's a crossover between this release and the BBC release. In terms of the sessions, we have Sounds of the 70s from the 9th of January, In Concert from 2nd of March and Top Gear from the 25th of September, all of course 1972. And that means from Disc 1, Fountain of Salmasis, Harold the Barrel, 
Harlequin and The Musical Box all feature on both releases, as does Get Em Out By Friday from Disc 2. So if you've got the BBC set, you've already heard five of the 14 tracks. There's also an audio of a TV session which was recorded for the Belgian show Pop Shop and broadcast on the 20th and 21st of March 1972. This session was included on a DVD with Foxtrot in the 1970-1975 box set from way back in 2008, although on that release it was listed as being from Rock of the 70s. Oh, and good luck finding that box set for under £300 if you're curious. the sessions presented in complete form means DJ links are included and on the whole it comes across like a 2LP set which is transferred to CD. What I mean by that is that each session would happily have taken up one side of vinyl. They're about 20-25 minutes long each. So track duplication aside it makes for a nice flow between the tracks. Sound quality is good, again, it's coming from the broadcast tapes. They don't really appear to be any different to those on the BBC box set. Now, I'm not a musician or a technical guy, so I can't tell you about that side of things. All I know is they aren't too bassy or tinny when listening on headphones. And, to be honest, they sound comparable to other radio releases I've heard. Is it worth it? So I paid £12.99 from Burning Shed, plus postage, and generally speaking, it retails for about £9.99 at the moment. It isn't available in the USA, though, for copyright reasons. It says this on the back of the CD. So you may well have more trouble and more expense finding it if you're based over there. 
As an unofficial release, it is comparable in price to others of similar style. I'm going to be perfectly honest, I'm quite happy with it. I don't consider myself to have been ripped off by it or been conned out of money for it. I've checked out some of the other releases, um, without buying any, I should say, and they are often audience recordings of very poor quality, having downloaded versions of these from torrent sites. For those, I would be more than happy to download the bootlegs. Terrible cover and liner notes aside, I would recommend this if you want a bit of a companion to the BBC broadcasts, or if you're just interested in hearing these early sessions in full. The burning question, the burning shed question, should this exist at all? As I mentioned at the top of this episode, there were several angry posts on social media specifically directed at burning shed. They were decrying the bootleg nature of release and basically calling burning shed out for releasing it even though they didn't actually release it. Back in the day, I used to trade bootleg cassettes, and it was a nice fun hobby to get hold of live performance that had no hope of ever getting an official look in. One of my most prized acquisitions was a Genesis gig from Chicago on October the 13th, 1978, a radio broadcast, and I noticed that that concert is available to buy as well. It is, I should say, very easy to get hold of from torrent sites. But make no mistake, these are bootlegs. If you don't like that, or like the idea of that, you can safely ignore them. If you loved exploring record stores and finding hidden gems like Ord Man Out or As Though Emerald City, then this takes all the hard work out of it. But then, it was the hard work and the joy of discovery that made those finds fun and rewarding in the first place. For me, these releases have a place. If it's a well-made product with decent sound quality, at a reasonable price, then yeah, let's keep them coming. If the band have no intention of making an official release of these, then let the rights holders do so. If it was a carbon copy of the BBC set, that'd be a different matter. But it's not, and I think it more than justifies its existence. Both had given everything they had. Forever still beneath the 
thanks for listening. What do you think of this release? Have you bought it? Do you intend to buy it? Do you hate it? Do you hate me? Please let me know by sending an email to revelationstationpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on buymeacoffee.com. Just go to buymeacoffee.com and search Revelation Station. If you want to get bonus episodes and episodes a week early, you can go to patreon.com and search for Revelation Station on there for the price of just £1 a month. You can get these releases a week early and bonus episodes. If you're already a subscriber, thank you very much. We all appreciate it by all. I mean me and Gary, obviously. Thanks for listening. Take care. We will have a new full episode out very, very soon. Goodbye. This has been a Revelation Station production. 